The 2011 National Draft was one of the first really big nights in the Giants' history. With 11 of the first 15 picks, the Giants brought together a bunch of scrawny teenage boys who would form a major part of their original AFL squad. They moved from their homes around Australia to Sydney, where it was up to them and a handful of other pre-draft recruits and coaches to get the league's 18th team on its feet. Almost eight years later, ten of those originals remain at the Giants, having helped steer the club through some bumpy times and through some much better times. Award-winning journalist Emma Quayle has caught up with each of them to talk about their individual journey as a Giant and what they've seen happen to their team in that time. Well, having a chat to Stephen Cornelio, first cab off the rank, that's because you were the most organised and you were the first one to book your time in. Does that surprise you after six years with, with the rest of these guys? I don't know. I think, you, I think we were chatting before, you might struggle with Jeremy Cameron and, and um, maybe Johnny Patton as well to get the message back. But, um, yeah, there's a couple of guys that were straight on to it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a good idea. I'm actually looking forward to the chat. I going to be you know, a really good sort of little segment come forward. Yeah, well, six years. Is it, uh, I don't know. Has it, gone, has it gone quickly? Yeah, I feel it has. Um, I guess, yeah, heading into my seventh year now of of AFL, and um, it's gone really quick. It's been a it's been a um, you know, mixed bag of things. The funniest thing is when you always like when you first come into like I think I remember going to AFLPA uh, induction in Melbourne, and the same thing you hear the retirees say, "Oh, like it goes so quickly," and and all that. And it actually really does. Like you even look at Callan Ward. Phil Davis, now they're in the tenth like season of um, AFL footy. So for me, it's gone really quick. Um, but um, it's just such an you know, exciting journey and hopefully we can keep adding you know, more chapters to it. Yeah, you've got a little bit of time to go. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Yeah. So tell us about what you were like as a 17, 18-year-old when you were um, coming through the ranks and, and starting to think about you know, that you might be good enough to get onto an AFL list because when you were a teenager initially, the Giants didn't even exist. So yep. It wouldn't have even been a factor for you when you were 13 or 14 years old, yep. I suppose. Yeah, I think... Um, yeah, it was, a, it was an interesting time, I think. Uh, I remember being in year 12 the year before. So I graduated actually when I was uh, 16, turning 17 that in, in December because I had a late birthday. So um, and I remember like heading into my uh, year 12 that, that year and I'm chatting with mum and dad and um, I, I, I was having a chat with dad one day. So I, re- I really want to you know, play um, AFL or, or, or cricket. Like I want to be a professional sportsman for sure. Um, and he was... Like fully behind me, knew I had the ability to do it, and, and I guess you know the will to sort of work hard and, and achieve that. But at the same time, he was saying that he you know, needed me to, you know, I was two years away from, you know, possibly getting drafted or getting a rookie contract or, or anything with with the, you know with the Warriors. So he just wanted me to work as hard as I can at school, um, and, and and do and do both. And then I did that that year, and then I guess by the end of that year, um, it probably became a little bit more clearer that if I chose footy, that. GWS would be the likely sort of um, outcome. So, you know, for me, when I did get my head around that and made that decision, um, and I met with Soft a couple of times, and, and he was sort of really keen for me to move over, I was I was excited, and you know, um, I had my head to get around a little bit. You know, I felt sorry for some of the guys that get to draft day, and they were like, don't know where they're going to end up. But for me, I was excited to start something new. Um, I'd always been like a West Coast supporter growing up, um, but was always keen to sort of um, challenge myself moving into state first. Um, so that for me was, you know, a really sort of enticing sort of bit for me. Interesting idea. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because, um, yeah, there was an article 
in one of the newspapers during your draft year, sort of suggesting that you might sit out for a year, that you didn't, you weren't all that keen to yeah. come to Sydney, and you might hold off and, and nominate twelve months later and, and try and get to a another club. Did that? Yeah. How did that go with you at that stage? Because I guess at seventeen, eighteen, you're not used to having your name in the papers and and all that kind of stuff as a as a you know starting point. But for for a story like that to come out, how yeah. did that sit with you? No, it was a um, it was an interesting one for me because yeah I, I sort of hadn't I hadn't told anyone at that point that I was going to play footy but I had my head around it um, so I knew I was I was going to choose that um, when the time came um, for me to I actually wanted to to, to move to Sydney and um, I you know I'd always joke with mum and mum and dad saying I'll, I'll move away from home at eighteen if I if I play footy I'll, I'll move away from home and that didn't sit well with mum but um, I, I guess for the I guess at that age. You, you probably think you dwell over those articles a little bit more, and you think, you know, oh, geez, what are, what are people thinking about me? Whether you know now, if the same thing happened, I'd, I'd be able to tell myself just to move on and don't worry about it. But um, yeah, I, I guess when you're that age and you're reading it, um, the first thing I thought was, oh, I hope people don't, you know, think I'm an idiot or um, I'm trying to, um, you know, manipulate something to to get to West Coast. Pick number two, GWS Giants, player number two one two. 740. Stephen Canilio, Swan District's Upper Swan Junior Football Club. Was it weird, even though you said you spoke to Soss a couple of times and got your head around coming to the Giants before it happened? Just the fact that it was a new club and, and you didn't like didn't really know any players there and you didn't know what the club looked like or felt like or how they played, anything like that, even where they were set up, I suppose. Was that was that a little bit strange? Because you get drafted to a Melbourne team, you know their history and the tradition and, and what they are. like. So it's just, just to think, what is this club? What does it stand for? Was that, um, yeah, as I said, a, something that you had to get your head around? Yeah, I, I think when, particularly when, you, like I, when I was speaking to mates at um, other clubs that got drafted to, to other clubs and, that, and they were all sort of toing and froing stories of you know first couple of months even, but we didn't really get time to, I guess, it was so exciting when we first moved over and it was new and... Uh, I know in, in previous years gone by, a lot, lot of guys have spoken about, you know, the Craig Lamberts and uh, Mel Lambert and, 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 you know, people like that that um, I guess made that early stage of the journey so, in, like, um, I guess enticing for all of us to, to, to make our own sort of journey of it. And we, you know, we were first to admit that we didn't have a, any heritage or anything to the club and we were going to be the founders of the club and we sort of ran with that. Um, and, and made it sort of what it is today. So we didn't really get a chance to. It was always exciting. We were uh, at that point. We only had a couple of weeks before Christmas, and then when you come back, you obviously start looking towards games and playing against some of the guys you you know grew up watching. So um, that that sort of first and second year went you know so quick, and there were so many um, events that we you know had to go to because it was a you know founding club in the first AFL year and it just sort of flowed on quicker that we didn't really get a chance to sort of sit back and and think that it would be different at another club yeah it is funny isn't it because were you conscious at that age that you guys were the ones who had to yeah pretty much create the culture of the giants and work out what they stood for and, and act that out was it something that you i don't know that you were trying to do or did or that you were told was happening how did that all pan out in those yeah. early years. Yeah, we sort of um, well, we, we spoke about you know being the, the you know the crop, and obviously we're the first sort of group of in, in the AFL system, but being the crop that that did that, and you know Craig in particular, um, 
wanted to form a group outside of the obviously what's happening on the field where you know we, we stayed united and, and and build a long-lasting you know friendship a but b you know playing career together um so we, we had to go with that um and to be honest some of the recruits like cal and phil uh, who are still our captains now were instrumental in in, in doing that and guys like luke power and Lenny Hayes, uh, Spot McVeigh, guys that have, we, we've sort of added along the journey and that have you know sort of been and gone as well with Luke, um, really helped that. And having having guys like that believe in what you're actually doing, coming from successful backgrounds, um, and knowing the people that they are, then gave you a little bit of an extra kick to say you know what we're doing is will work. Um, whether you know there was definitely some times there where we you know he questioned it, um, but the you know the administration of our footy club to add the people that we have um, not only on the field but offered and coaching and, and administration side has been you know great and, and as I said gives us an extra bit of confidence as a as a player wanting to commit and, and stick around to this club. Yeah. Did you when you moved over it yeah as a teenager did you think you'd be yeah a long term Giants yeah. player? I guess it was all new but Yeah, it was I guess it's one of those ones when you, you like when you first get drafted you um, wanna you know, loyalty used to be such a, you know, a bigger thing that it probably is now. But, um, you know, you first come into a system and you thought, you know, I'll, you know, I'll play for this club for the rest of my life. I never really thought of that. And I've always had sort of um, two, yeah, two-year deals every time I've re-signed. So for me, it was, you know, trying to not look too far ahead and just worry about what's happening. And um, I love, yeah, I love Sydney and, and, you know, my sort of, uh, living arrangements away from the club and um, everything that sort of has built up to this sort of moment. I'm you know really comfortable in um, the, the six years that I've had and and hopefully six plus more. Yeah. When did you start to feel that attachment? I suppose and to feel that it was your club and that yeah the things you were doing were um, helping steer the path that went down. Was there I don't know. Was there a point at which you just felt that really strong connection to to the Giants? Yeah, I reckon it was. It was um, properly after our second year. I think um, that second year was easily the hardest year that we've we've gone through as a footy club. But Why? it was Why? just because we had such high hopes after our first year, yeah. only winning two yeah. games, and then to back it up with you know, when you think you know there's going to be some more sunshine and, and roses, and you back up with a, a one win the year after, um, you really start to question. Um, like you see your own performance, the team's performance, where we're going as a club. You realise it just won't happen yep. automatically. Yeah. Yep. So that was the that was definitely our hardest year. But at the end of that year was the time we all sort of came together the most because it was the first time when guys started to or had the option of getting traded away from our club, and we lost a couple of my you know close mates at the time, and and, and guys that moved on for you know reasons of their own or, or the club. Um, and it was a time where we really had to come together and say, no, nah, what we're doing is going to work. Um, and so that was probably, the, you know, the first time heading into my third year that I felt that, you know, especially guys like Toby, who I'm really close with, and, and Johnny and guys like that, and Jeremy, um, really felt that this was our club and we're going to sort of drive, drive this next crop through. So did you guys literally have conversations about that at that yeah. point? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I can remember, like... Clearly, um, one game in particular where we lost to Melbourne at the MCG. I think they kicked six or seven goals in the last quarter. To, we were up by 20 at three-quarter time. Um, and that was looking like our first win of the year at the time. And we didn't get it. And I remember being 
uh, at the stage, Lambo was doing, um, Craig Lambo was doing like stop, uh, stoppage edits and, and tackling edits. He used to run a tackling element and was showing Toby and I a couple of RFIs around some tackles we made and, um, you know, how we lost the game and just, we were just having a general chat and I, I specifically still remember Toby and I crying, bawling our eyes out because we were just <laughs> like, Lambo, like, you know, he told us it was all going to be, it was all going to be changed and it'll be yeah. okay. Like, what, like, is it, he's, and he, he just kept saying, kept believing, kept like, this group strong and um you know we'd often have you know um you know deep conversations um about that as as a, as a playing group and, and we, we, pro- we probably still do now we just haven't um finished it off come you know the last you know saturday in september as, as we would like but um yeah we definitely had to have some of those along the way and um i guess growing up together as well through that sort of 17 18 19 year old period has helped us maybe um, you know, engage more in those like deeper conversations that you probably yeah. wouldn't have as a normal 20 year old. It's half time, so let's take a look ahead to next week's episode featuring pick five in the 2011 National Draft, Matt Buntine. You start questioning yourself a lot in terms of that that, geez, I'm a number five pick, am I good enough? Are they stuffed up? You know, those sort of questions creep into your mind, and you just got to deal with them and, and sort of just put your best foot forward. And I think. Over time, you sort of grow up a bit and, and mature and, and understand that, um, yeah, you just got to make the best of the opportunity you have. And, and if you're not good enough and you're not getting picked, it, it's um, that's just the way it is. That's Matt Buntine on next week's edition of The Originals. We go back now to Emma Quayle and her chat with Stephen Cornelio. You're all the same age. You're all thrown into this yep. brand new team together and had to look after each other a bit. I imagine, like in yeah, those early sure. days, we sure. yeah would have done everything together. Yeah, there's been like uh, there's been like you know even just from moving over and exciting going out together for the first time, guys turning 18, 21 together, uh, breakups like you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean, like just being there for you mate through like break, just like little little things along the way, learning how to you know um, cook, clean, uh, everything together, go through homesickness together, every like that sort of you know forged a really strong friendship for the guys that are you know still around today. Yeah, sure. you know each other pretty well. Yeah, yeah, spend now. a lot of time together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. Um, especially at that age when, yeah. yeah, I suppose you're all doing exactly the same thing, which automatically ties you together a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and then living in living literally in each other's pockets at yeah. breakfast point was, um, you know, it was interesting for probably a lot of for all of us, but for the other neighbours in the area as well. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, we still put the players in there, so you mustn't have yeah, yeah, true. done too yeah. bad a no, job no, out no. there. I think we're still holding um, on to a couple of places. Because what would you do? Yeah, so you drive out to training together, which was Blacktown at that point, which yep. was a decent drive, yep. wasn't it? And then, what, back together, dinner together, everything yep. together? Literally everything, yeah. Yep. And then Saturday would come around and um, we'd, you know, we'd train in the morning and then like you socialised together, it was just yeah, it was just, it was a, it was it was a really cool time, really cool period. Yeah. yeah. Did you know many of those guys before you got drafted? Because you were the only yeah WA. No, I knew no one. Knew no one. I'd, I'd met I'd met a couple of them yeah. uh, at draft camp, but properly didn't know anyone. Nah. Yeah. And I think there was the, when I got when I got drafted, there was 12, 12 players, one West Australian and eleven Victorians, yeah. and I was the West Australian, yeah. so I didn't really know anyone else. So it was. Um, but it was good. Yeah, I'd, I'd met Johnny and, and Toby before the before I got there. So it's, and a couple of boys now. Yeah, so it was it was it was good. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Like just the decision that the club made to pick you all like and put you in that situation together. You'll probably be like friends for the rest of your lives. Yeah, for sure. Because for sure. of that decision. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's interesting what you said about that that point where you decided. Yeah, it was up to you guys to 
turn things around? Because you could have gone either way, couldn't you? Like you could have got to a point where you're like, this is going to be really hard for the next number of years and Mm -hmm. maybe this is the time to get out. But to instead think, no, it's up to us to take things forward. No, for sure. And and, and I guess everyone would have gone through, you know, similar things. You know, should I, should I, you know, leaving, listen to some of the, some of the, you know, external noises that are going on about people not believing in our club, or do we want to back ourselves in? And, um, you know, I make no mistake as well to say, you know, administration and <coughs> Dave, Dave Matthews in particular, some of the decisions they made um, in the last, you know, four years have, you know, really helped us to, to push on and yeah. be one of the sort of powerhouses now. Yeah. Did you come over here thinking you'd like to be a leader one day and? Um, and take on that sort of a role, or does that sort of evolve as you get into your career? Yeah, uh, I was always sort of like um, growing up. Like I was, I was, I was always in like sort of leadership positions, whether it be at school or um, uh, like sporting teams. But it wasn't really, I guess, uh, it was more about like, sort of just caring for others, and and like I love seeing others do well as well. So um, I guess my leadership style is a lot around that. Um, it's about you know trying to encourage and and help other teammates, other guys, and at the same time you're actually you know helping yourself. Um, but that's what sort of my sort of leadership you know formed around, and um, you know you have different different styles, but mine you know definitely it's just sort of evolved around that. And and um, yeah, I came over with you know uh, high hopes you know to be leader of the club one day. Um, so. As I said, there's been some you know good guys like Luke and um, Chad Corns, even completely different style leader. But what worked for him, and then uh, as, you know, Callan Phil have carried us the last couple of years, and they've sort of grown as well. As so, it's been good, to, you know, sort of pick a few different things off everyone. Yeah, and carry it with you through because I think what when you were made vice captain last year, you were the first. What were you the first player who wasn't sort of transplanted from another club yeah. to to take on that role, which yeah. would have been pretty good. Which I guess the club has needed hasn't it i mean that's probably the next bit of the evolution for for you guys who started out here together to to take on that sort of stuff for sure yeah for sure i think um well as i said we're yeah we're six years into it now so my sort of age age group and and the one below really need to start you know, driving and then setting the standard that phil and cal and tom scully and you know sam reed those guys you know, had to do for a long time reese palmer they had to do for a long time for us yep. and now it's our turn to sort of bring that next crop through yep What's been the most challenging part of of the six years for you, like in a in a personal sense, separate to the the losing the games early on? What yeah. what have you found has really tested you as a as an AFL footballer? Um, uh, injuries, injuries. Yeah, I think um, almost. Yeah, besides that, in, in the end of that second year, for, for me it was um, preliminary final loss to the Bulldogs, and then um, being like so. So so like motivated as a, as a group through that sort of summer period coming back, um, and then when I sort of did my first syndesmosis, which is out of my control, and then the second one doing it again when you actually can't do anything about it, and um, that, that yeah, that, I guess that sort of six months, if you like, was the sort of toughest period for me probably so far. Um, you know, wanting to be out there and do well and. Um, yeah, we, we we missed a big opportunity against the Bulldogs as well, so still you know hurting a little bit from that. That was probably yeah my sort of so far at the club probably my toughest six months that I yeah. had to go through on a personal level. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You, yeah, did one and came back and then had yeah. to do it all over again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. 
And it, yeah, it must it must be interesting when the things start to shift from just wanting to get a win or get two wins or get five to, you know, not wanting to lose another prelim. Yeah. Yeah. Does that happen just naturally, do you think, that, that growth in the group and that feeling that um, your expectations are higher and your ambitions are, are higher? Yeah. Uh, I, I guess look, we, we did it pretty quickly as well. Like, we, we went from coming 10th to coming 4th or something yep. and it was, it was a big, big jump yeah it was a big jump we won and we, we probably could have finished a lot higher when we did finish 4th and beat the Swans in our first you know, finals campaign but um, like we sort of had guys like Heath Shaw and Mummy St- Stevie J who were like winners and experienced that so automatically our like um, expectations of each other probably rose on the back of those guys actually A believing that we could do it and B, not accepting anything less than that cup at the end. So, um, I was, yeah, I remember before before we did play the Swans that game, um, there was like a couple of weeks before, there was talk about top four and obviously at that stage we're going to play in finals. But we never really spoke about it. And I remember Stevie would, would, would tell me that he'd purposely go around to every player just throughout the space of <clears throat> a week or two leading into the finals and say like, you know, we, we can win this. Like, yeah. you, like, don't make no mistake about it. Like, we're we're good enough, and actually planting that seed in everyone's head. He's very smart like that, but it was good amongst the playing group, and you probably you probably yep, that probably showed in that in, in the way we played against the Swans. Whether before that we were too scared to save, you know, finals or top four, or it was just about that week, and you can get caught up in that. But actually, sort of going into that week, believing like it, it was a funny game. Like, probably the most confident of being going into a game knowing that we're going to win and it was our first final so um yeah and then and then yeah losing it afterwards it obviously didn't help but um yeah we made that we made that quick jump and our expectations are still the same now where we you know are striving for what everyone else is but we know we we know if we get it right we're you know a big realistic chance yeah and you do know what it feels like to lose and just fall short now i suppose which adds another element to you sort of know what it is and exactly. what you're playing for, don't you? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Are you glad you chose footy over cricket because you were a pretty good cricketer. Yeah, back in the day. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, what were you, state? yeah, yeah, yeah. State. state, state I played. I got a tour to India with um, a group of um, when I was 16. Yeah, we did a tour of India um, with one of the Australian setups, which was you know amazing. I hope I'm glad I did it. Like I don't, I never think. I wish I'd go back and, and change it over even when sort of the end of that second year when we were battling I still you know back myself in um, but no it's good I'm, I'm close to like a lot of guys that have played you know a couple of games now for Australia and um, in, the, in the sort of um, I guess domestic uh, arena but happy that I chose F40 for sure yeah absolutely happy the Giants chose you Happy the Giants chose me. Yeah, no, I love it. <laughs> how, are you, how are you different? Like six years in as a person, are you, are you fundamentally the same kid that you were when you got when you got picked up at number two, or you know, have you changed or um, yeah, grown? I suppose in in different areas. Yeah, I think I think that's really mature a lot more. I think yeah, I think deep down, like deep down, my if I was to ask my mum and dad, I'd say um, definitely more mature. My mum would say I'm still like cheeky. Um, as cheeky as I was, but um, yeah, no, I've always, I've always sort of, even, even sort of growing up, and and now a lot of my, my close mates have always been a lot sort of older than me. So uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've probably yeah matured matured a lot more, and um, I guess 
it's uh, normal as a football like a, this, this, the, my preparation and stuff now from learning um, over the last couple of years is completely different to what was the first year but as a person I'd, I'd probably say I've, I've stayed you know pretty consistent yeah I guess yeah when you get shifted from one side of the country to the other yeah, at that age you kind of have to grow up completely, yeah really don't for you? sure for sure yeah yeah and the family loves the club too because that would have been a big wrench at the time to yeah they, no, they love it they love it so um yeah they, they were all sort of big west coast supporters growing up um but yeah since i moved over here um full buying all the, all the other parents that they're you know they've made some really good friends with as well so that helps when they, whenever they come over there's you know always other parents here to spend some time with and and they're on a they're on a journey as, as like we are so um, they all love it and uh, all my cousins and stuff little cousins growing up now um, you know they're all decked out in in giant gear, which is which is which is great because I remember you know you know being in that you know situation growing up where I'd always have the West Coast top on and and wanting to play you know AFL one day so um, you know having number three on their back and uh, you know it's really sort of inspiring for me as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's what where the support for the whole club comes from. I suppose. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Um, excellent. All right. Thank you, Stephen. No, thank for you. For reminiscing. Yep. Six years. Hopefully, yeah, as we said, heaps more. No, for heaps sure. more to come. Yeah. Good luck with the other boys. Thanks for having yes. that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yeah. This has been a Giants Media production. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, leave a rating, share it on social media, and tell everyone you know about the originals.